Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. What's up, everybody, and good morning. It's a great week of college football because there are a lot of college football playoff implications. Uh, we have all kinds of games that we look at, and we can see how teams could either make it to the playoffs by just winning today, or they could possibly very easily get knocked out of the playoffs and for some teams maybe even knock their entire conference out of the playoffs we've got a lot of fun ones we've got michigan and illinois going against each other in a matchup that we didn't think would even really matter too much at the beginning of the season but illinois is a good enough team where we can see this being a possible trap game we've also got tcu having to beat baylor who is a pretty good baylor team they do still have their their kind of tough and and, and grinding defense so we have to watch out for TCU falling to Baylor, possibly knocking the Big 12 out of the, the college football playoffs, as well as Kentucky being a little bit of a trap game that Britton and I still have our little wager on. We'll have to talk about that. Uh, so we have Kentucky uh, hosting Georgia, the number one team in the nation. That could be a little bit of a trap game for Georgia. We'll talk about that, as well as USC going to play UCLA. This is going to be a big game for them and for their conference as well. This and much more today on Rising in the Morning. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Rising to the Occasion. This is Rising in the Morning, and of course, we are starting off our game day right by jumping in and taking a look at these huge matchups, these really fun matchups. I feel like every week is always a fun week in college football. That's why we love it so much. I'm going to go ahead and bring in my co-hosts. I'll start off with Blake. Blake, how you doing, man? What's up, man? How, how's it been? Uh, I'm, I'm ready for this. Go ahead, man. No, no, I mean it's 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 been a been a been a week. That's all I can say. I'm still getting over a little bit of a I don't even know what it was like a flu slash cold or something like that. But probably from all the weather change up here in the north. That's what I was just about to say, man. I feel like I'm I'm getting that um, uh, the weather here in in Alabama. All of a sudden, this week it decided to go to 27 degrees, and uh, it's been 85 the past couple weeks. So. It's been rough, man, but I'm excited about today. You know, I know football season's coming to an end slowly here, 
But man, the matchups today are exceptional. You know, uh, yeah. like you mentioned, you know, you uh, UCLA, USC, Michigan, Illinois, uh, just just all over the board, man. There's big matchups with uh, playoff implications. So I can't wait to sit down and take it all in today. Yeah, and there's there's one that I know Britton and I have a wager on. Britton, are you ready for your six pack? <laughs> I am. I uh, I'll take uh, take whatever whatever you get me. Um, yeah, man. Uh, this is a this is a weird day. Um, I feel like there are other than Ohio State. Ohio State, I'm not super worried about. Um, but the other three teams that are in the top four right now, it just kind of feels like one of those weeks where one of those teams could lose, and now they're not in the playoffs. Yeah, it's just a kind of a dreary day uh, for somebody. I feel like, but we'll see who who it is. I mean. Uh, really, Ohio State seems fairly safe to me. Um, Michigan's kind of the one that I'm mainly worried about, mainly because Illinois is a pretty decent football team. If yeah. they come out and, and smack them in the mouth somehow, you know, they, they play Ohio State next week. That'd be two losses, I think. Um, it's, a, it's a pretty tough pretty tough road for them uh, to the playoffs after that. And then you got TCU, who's going against Baylor this week. Baylor's no slouch, and if, if TCU loses – I think TCU, I love TCU right now. I'm super excited for TCU right now. Um, but I think that there's a lot of the, the country that says, well, yeah, TCU shouldn't be there. Yeah. For whatever reason they yeah. do. So TCU needs to do everything to stay there. So yeah, and, this and is going to be a good week. I even had a little Twitter argument with somebody on, on online, you know, and, and uh, all, all the love to him. You know, he's he's a good guy, and we even had him on the show. So I, I hope he had no hard feelings with it. But, you know, it, it's just one of those things where – you know, I, I don't care what you say. I mean, I, what 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 frustrates me is that we can take a conference champion and act like that's not as much as somebody who didn't even make it to their conference championship. You know, for for example, we had Alabama do that. I think Ohio State's done that in the past too. So you know, we we see these teams that get in there without even making their conference championship. I think there has to be a line where you say, no, a conference championship matters, and this is why it matters. Uh, and, and this is how much it matters. And it seems like in the current the current stage, you know, where we're, we're, we have these four teams, I feel like those top four teams don't have to be a conference champion. And I just don't like that. I, I think that you have to you have to value a conference champion and an undefeated conference champion, regardless of how how you want to say how cupcake their schedule is. And you have to 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 kind of credit them for that. Uh, if they're able to go undefeated and be a conference champion, I think that's a little bit more than somebody like a Tennessee who, if you had to choose between the two, uh, I, I think you have to choose TCU. And I think a majority of the people would say that. Um, but there is a lot that would say, no, I still want that one loss Tennessee because their one loss was against Georgia. Well, let me ask you this, though. Are you talking about just a, an undefeated uh, uh, conference championship or team or just a championship team? I, yeah, because I think, if somebody uh, from the Big Ten West comes out this this year – and beats Ohio State or Michigan in the in the East, and all of a sudden they somebody from the Big Ten West wins the Big Ten championship on a crazy you know thing, and they probably have I don't know three or four losses on the on the year. Yeah, well, how how much does a conference championship mean to you is what I'm trying to say. So you know, if there's a th- you know three it loss depends. a three loss conference champion, I I don't think that conference championship means a lot to make up for those three losses. But if it's maybe a one loss, I think that conference champion ship can make up for somebody who has that one loss but didn't even make it to their conference championship 
uh, or especially an undefeated conference champion. I just don't see how you can put anybody above an undefeated conference champion. Uh, and, and in any conference, sure. I think that's that's really tough to do, especially when you look at the Big 12. I know the Big 12 is not these big rankings, but we've talked about it. The Big 12 is probably the the toughest conference to, to make it through this year because of just how close each of those teams are, you know, and how each of one of those teams, even Oklahoma on their bad year, is still a tough team to beat. Uh, and, and Iowa State and Kansas State and all these teams really rising up uh, and, and doing well. You know, Iowa State didn't have the year that we expected from them, but they're still one of those teams that as bad as they've been this year, they were still in every one of their games this year. There was never a game where they got blown out. Uh, you know, what are you thinking over there, Blake? So, Josh, you know what has a lot to do with all of this? When you say uh, a team like Alabama that got in in 2017 after they lost their last regular season game, right? Yes. Um, a team like Ohio State, a team like a Michigan that they don't have to win their conference championship, it all has to do with money, all right? Simple point blank, period. It has to do with how big of a brand you are, how many fans you are going to get to travel to the game, who's going to bring more fans to a college football playoff game, TCU or Alabama. Yeah. I can go ahead and tell you it's not even close. Yeah, right? Absolutely. So what does college football want? What does the NCAA want? They want the team who is going to draw more attention to that game. And that is how, that is why this stuff happens. All right, And you can't tell me any different – uh, you just can't. Like, yeah. it, it all comes down at the end of the day, who is going to attract more money to the college football playoff? And it's just it's simple and plain. Like, it's how yeah. it is, man. Yeah, and it's sad it's that way, but that, that is what it comes down to. Uh, and and real is. quick, before we get too much further into it, uh, of course, when we're all talking about this, and especially for Britain here pretty soon, he's going to need – a really nice cooler to be able to put that six pack in or you know what what of what kind of drink we we end up getting him for for his his win tonight in our little wager um but you know and, and it's it's really tough to find a cool uh cooler you know something that you can look at and you you can say oh, man that looks cool but it also keeps my drinks cool and it also has enough room and one of the ways you can you can definitely secure that is by getting a kanga cooler kanga coolers are one of the best on the market in my opinion because not only do they have Really cool designs. Uh, the one on the screen here is an American design, uh, something that I know uh, a lot of people can get down with. Uh, but then you can also get your your own team logo on them, all kinds of really cool coolers. They've got backpack coolers. And the cool thing about these is that there's always going to be enough room in the cooler because you don't have to dump ice in there. You don't have to put ice packs in there. You simply cool the actual cooler itself and it keeps your drinks cool. So these Kanga coolers are some of the best on the market. Really cool, really efficient, uh, just extremely, extremely nice, easy to use. Uh, and the the way that they're packaged, too, you can go on there and see their videos, the way that you can stuff your cans in there. It's designed specifically for putting putting your drinks in there uh, to keep them cool. So go over to rising2.com slash Kanga for 10% off. That's risingto.com slash K-A-N-G-A. Uh, some of the best uh, best coolers on the market over at Kanga. So go check them out. Um, but as we... What's I've up? got my beer chug from from them. Maybe uh, maybe I'll have to I'll have to do one with uh, oh, no, something that's from the, my six pack from. That's the Kong cool. The Kong. Oh, uh, I've got a Kong one, don't I? Yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> a little different, but well, either uh, way. Yeah, yeah, but uh, so I mean, yeah, it's, it it really is a really cool design. You know, just the fact that you know I've I've been in that situation mm -hmm. before where I'm trying to stick my my cans in there and you know I can't get whatever you know a drink in there 
it's like, man, if I could just have a little bit more room, it's because you got all the ice in there or something like that, you know? So it's a, just a really cool design. Not only that, but they, they look cool. So um, let's jump into it, guys. Uh, so we're, we're talking about how all these playoff implications are, are happening, you know, and, and it's it's big this week because this is the last week to really prove yourself. And for some teams, you're not going to be able to get to the conference championship game. For some teams, you might need to win this uh, to look impressive in your, your conference championship game. I think pretty much everybody's locked in uh, other than other than Michigan and Ohio State. But, you know, we, we talk about them, and uh, I, I guess I won't, I won't talk about them yet because we're going to get to them. Um, but we, we can look around the nation and see, see some other games. Uh, of course, we have the ones that we're, we're going to talk about, but we always like to bring out the honorable mentions. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry, I got a frog in my throat from all this crap uh, trying to get rid of it. <laughs> but, uh, of course, Britain brought up Ohio State. I don't think that's one I, I have to worry about. Uh, Ohio State is going to Maryland. Uh, Maryland has been one of those tricky teams. They do have a tough offense, but I don't see enough defense to be able to stop the Ohio State offense. Uh, so there's there's a lot going on there that I think, you know, you look at, at Ohio State and how they've been playing this year. Uh, I, I think they easily cover whatever the spread is on that game. Uh, it could be 40-some 40, 40 points. And I think just by looking at, at what we saw from Iowa and Indiana, it doesn't matter how big the spread is for for Ohio State. They're going to make sure that they cover it. Uh, so, you know, that's that's one game I think – Ohio State needs to be careful in those in those games. That's one of them that, you know, it, it's especially getting right before rivalry week. You don't want to get yourself in a trap, um, but it's a game I don't think uh, I don't think Ohio State's going to have too much issues with, Blake. No, man, this Ohio State team, uh, they're, they're on course, man. They're, they're ready for next week. They're going to go to Maryland. They're going to handle business. Um, I know everybody panicked after the Northwestern game, but, you know, hey, 50 mile an hour winds, raining, cold, whatever. Uh, this Ohio State team is fine, man. CJ Stroud will have this offense rolling. The defense will play well. Uh, they they win this game easily, easily. Yeah, yeah. How about you, Britt? Yeah, I feel like this is one of those games. Uh, Ohio State goes in, and takes care of business. They get some young kids out there to get some experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, keep your team healthy before uh, before the big one next week. Uh, I don't really see yep. them having many issues with Maryland. Uh, like you said, Blake, I think C.J. Stroud gets the offense rolling. Uh, he is, in my opinion, probably top two quarterbacks in the country. Um, yep. mm-hmm. I don't I don't think they have much of an issue. I don't think Maryland's offense poses much of a, much of a threat um, to to Ohio State, a defense like Ohio State. Not to say that Maryland's offense isn't isn't solid. They're they're decent. Uh, mm-hmm. I think they've got Tagovailoa still over there. You know, pretty solid quarterback. So, I just don't see them giving uh, Ohio State many fits, and I hope uh, hope to see them just kind of take it easy, get some young kids in there, and we all want to see a full full healthy team uh, from both Ohio State and Michigan next week. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and 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 it's it's just one of those things you just don't go in there thinking you're you're hotter than you are, uh, and and not even a trap game in the sense that they might lose, but just a trap game that this could you know, like Britton said, bang your guys up because they're they're going in there and, and, and having to fight too hard or whatever the case may be, yeah. uh, you know, so just keep your guys healthy. Uh, and another one, because we see a lot of disrespect to the ACC and probably rightfully so. Um, but with Clemson, they're down at ranked at number nine and they really have to win. They, they probably have to win really big this week to help either them or North Carolina, as long as North North Carolina can get past uh, Georgia tech this week. But 
Clemson's going to have to win really big because they were disrespected in the sense that they're ranked below two two lost teams, uh, if I remember correctly, because they've got uh, LSU and Alabama ranked above uh, up above them. And so with Clemson losing that game to Notre Dame, that was that was really big, uh, you know, on their their uh, their record this year. Uh, and so they're they're ranked pretty low. They're ranked down at number nine. They really need a big win for here against Miami. Uh, and so for for them going against Miami, I mean, it's it's been a very disappointing Miami team. I know Britton and I were both kind of, you know, pretty hot on Mario Cristobal going down there. I think you were, too, in the beginning of the season, weren't you, Blake? So, yeah, you know, absolutely. With with the way that their their season's gone five and five, and it's been a really ugly five and five. I think there's a difference between a first year five and five, and you know we've got something to build upon, and the way that Miami's been doing it. Uh, and so you know mm-hmm. it's just it's one of those games. If Clemson doesn't come out and have a really big game, uh, just really destroying uh, the Hurricanes, I I just don't see how they have too much of a shot into the college football playoff. Um, whereas you know we jump over and I'll, I'll kind of combine these two teams together since they really have to rely on each other uh, is North Carolina beating Georgia Tech. North Carolina uh, is is ranked down at 13th, and they've been one of those one-loss teams that's very quiet in the nation because they had that that early loss, to again, to Notre Dame. But that Notre Dame loss mm-hmm. kind of looks a little better for North Carolina. Uh, so can, can they kind of rally it back together? And, you know, a, a one-loss ACC team has a shot, but they don't hold their own destiny. They really have to to hope for a little bit of chaos. They have to hope for a little bit of favoritism in there in the committee to get them in. So with with these two teams going against teams that, you know, UNC has just shown us glimmers of just disaster uh, this year. But they've also got Drake May at, back at quarterback. That's that's hard to bet against uh, as far as putting up points, putting up the the yards. Uh, and you know, so looking at these two teams, they both have to win. They both have to win big to help each other out in that that uh, ACC championship game coming up too. So, Josh, North Carolina in the college football playoffs. Could Britain? Could you see it, Josh? Could you see it? I, I don't. I don't want to no. see it. I, yeah, no. I, I'm with you, Britain. I don't want to see it. I know a lot of people are trying to push the narrative of them having a path to the college football playoff. I do not want to see an ACC team in the college football playoff this year. You either give me two Big Ten teams or you give me two SEC teams because right now I'm banking on TCU being in the college football playoff. Do not not give me North Carolina's defense in the college football playoff. No, that's going to be disastrous. Yes, and look, Drake May, wizard. Just an absolute Houdini act, the stuff that he does and the way he throws the football around. He is special, and he does deserve all the Heisman love. Like what he does, like they simply win games because of Drake May. Like, like I mean, it, it's incredible. So, um, and as far as Clemson, man, like I, I can't like after you lose to Notre Dame, the way you lost to them, there's just no path. There, there's there's no path for you. Um, I don't care if you beat Miami today by 50. This is a Miami team whose parents are coming out publicly yeah. <laughs> complaining that their kids aren't getting playing time. Like that is that is middle school and high school stuff. Like, what are we doing, people? Like Mario Cristobal is trying to change a program, and 
you're over here coming to the coach like this is JV football complaining about playing time. Yeah. And I, I thought Mario Cristobal had had the best response ever. Like, hey, you, you're free to come pick them up. Yeah. Pick them up. Come, come, come pick them up. All right. I'm not dealing with this. Um, and, and you know, th- that's crazy because that's Mario's alma mater. And he left – I feel like he left a, a great job at Oregon to go to Miami to change the, the the national scene of that program and get it back to what it used to be. Yeah. But they're absolutely terrible. Yeah. And I, I do think Clemson – gets a hold of them today. I think Clemson beats them soundly. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Um, but as far as seeing North Carolina and Clemson sneak into the playoff, that is the last thing I want to see. I yeah, mean, and, I don't want an ACC team in there. And the only the only way I see the ACC getting in is from Clemson because we know Dabo Sweeney. Uh, he's he's had these kind of struggle years and gotten in there and shown that he can do it. So I think uh, yeah. he he at least makes a case for his team uh, to, to where you know, sure, I can I can possibly allow something like that. Uh, you know, just because we we know what he's capable of in, in those big time games, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I just I think when we're talking again, when we're talking about the the best team being in there. It's it's tough. How much how much do you put that entire season on them uh, compared to the that conference championship title? And I think ultimately mm-hmm. it's going to fall down to uh, what other teams are in. I think if a Pac-12 team is able to get in, we'll talk about that. And there's really only one option uh, left out there. Um, but if a Pac-12 team's allowed to get in, then it definitely pushes the SEC or the the ACC out. But other than that, I mean, I it's it's a tough one. Uh, what are you thinking, Britain? If 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 Clemson wins out, you think you think maybe Clemson should be allowed in there? No. That's all I have to say. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. No, I mean, no, I, I don't. I don't want an, an ACC team in there at all. Um, the reason for that is, I mean, just overall, the ACC is not a good conference this year. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't believe. Um, I know it's an opinion, but I don't. Well, I mean, even look at the fa- the facts, the numbers, they're, they're just not a great conference. I think that there's several other teams that could be in over – any of the ACC teams, and that's why I I'm pretty hard on on uh, the opinion that none of the ACC teams ACC teams should be in there. Uh, I think if the ACC teams gets in there, that Auburn should get a chance, right, Blake? <laughs> we're on, hey, we're on the come up with Cadillac Williams, man. There you go. All right, we're, well, we're, we're starting right. to win. Hey, now. they could and... they could beat off they they could beat Ohio State in the in the national championship. Yeah, yeah. I mean, cool. uh, okay, honestly. 
if, if we were to look at the ACC and say who has been the most impressive in the ACC this year, it's probably Duke. That's what's sad about the a- yeah. ACC this year. They're the most impressive, but yeah. they have no shot. They have nothing. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the ACC, I mean, I just, it hasn't been good overall as a conference. Um, and I, I mean, it's just, it's one of those conferences too. And and the reason, the reason why we know that and we can say that confidently is that Clemson really hasn't had any real issues in the ACC and Clemson looks like garbage this year. They really don't mm. look good. And so overall, yeah, I think uh, for, for both, both uh, Clemson and North Carolina, though, I think both of those teams have to win big this week uh, and, and kind of make their case for, for this, this conference if they do want to get in. And maybe mm. maybe Clemson can change our minds with the way that they play in the, those last two games or even North Carolina. Who knows? Uh, you know, it's, it's going to have to take a lot. I think Blake brought up a really good point about North Carolina, though, is that just that that defense. You can't allow that defense yeah. to come in there. We've seen that too many times. Uh, I've I've been hurt too many times by having no defense trying to get into the playoff. Uh, so we'll just we'll just we'll just save North Carolina some hurt and some pain uh, and just say, here you go, guys. We're looking out for you. As an Oklahoma fan, I'm looking yeah. out for you. You don't want it. Don't don't take mm. the smoke. But let's go ahead and jump into it. We've got our first game, a, a really fun game to look at, really, when you think about it. And who would have thought that we would have been, been coming into Week Twelve? talking about how Illinois could possibly upset number three, Michigan, because I don't think either of those two things an Illinois upsetting Michigan is possible that we could be talking about, but an Illinois being tough enough to upset Michigan at their own house as their ranked number three, I was high on Michigan this year, but I saw a couple of games where I thought maybe they could be trap games for Michigan this year that I thought they would have had a loss by now. And so for them to come into week 12, I've been extremely impressed with Michigan this year. Uh, and and a, a huge shout out to them. And and what's what's crazy is we're going to be talking about Michigan for two weeks in a row now, uh, you know, because we're we're definitely going to have to talk about them next week whenever they're going against Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and we'll definitely have our our special guest uh, to kind of join in with us at least at least uh, play play our our interview with with a special guest. So you know, just looking at Michigan and how they've played this year, they've they've shown tremendous strength on the defense. Uh, their offense has has been able to show that that old style offense is still able to work. JJ McCarthy has been good enough to keep that offense alive. He hasn't really been the type that's going to come in there and just light it up in the air or anything like that, but he's been good enough to just stick in there and help this offense to start to roll. Uh, and, and he's, he's got enough legs too, that I think kind of scares the defense a little bit where, uh, you know, ultimately it doesn't matter because you've got Blake Corum in the backfield. Uh, and, and that's been a, a huge part of Michigan's offense. And that's what makes it so fun to watch Michigan here in these last few weeks. Uh, and uh, I think I heard it from uh, Crane and Company this week, too, where, where uh, you know, they were talking about how, you know, if it's if it's snowing next week, that could really favor this Michigan team because of how good they are on the ground compared to, mm-hmm. you know, Ohio State has the weapons to be good on the ground, but they haven't utilized it this year. Uh, and so, you know, you'd have to see a ground game. And honestly, if you have to if you have to have a battle of two offenses on the ground, I'm definitely taking Michigan over Ohio State in that in that scenario. But I also think Ohio State's going to be able to pass the ball no matter what the conditions are with the, the freaks that they have at wide receiver, having Marvin Harrison out there. Uh, and especially if they get the other two guys up and healthy, um, you know, and, and, and keep them keep them all all on their feet. So ultimately, I think uh, Michigan has, has really impressed me. Uh, I, I do think. Looking at this Illinois team, for me personally, I see this Illinois team doing the unthinkable today, though. I think they come out and they pull off 
covering that spread and only losing by 17. Oh, so well, I, I, I do have faith in, in, uh, in <laughs> Illinois to do that much. So it's a 17 and a half spread. I think they only lose by 17. So what about you, Britton? <laughs> <laughs> you uh, need I'm a not, timeout. <laughs> I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna just call my shots pretty quick here because I thought you were calling the upset. Um, <laughs> I was about to put another another six pack on the line on <laughs> live show. Um, I uh, I don't know. This this is a tough game now. Um, Michigan's a great team, but there's something lacking. I don't know. I don't know what it is, and Maybe I think I don't game. think it's a bad thing. What that? Maybe the air game a little bit. Yeah, and, and I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. This is just this is just an reminds me of like an old school number three team in the country. They're just they're not flashy. They're not super fun to watch, but they're good. Well, and, and they can they can kill the time of possession. They can run the ball down your throat. Good luck stopping their running back. Or their backup running back. Um, they've got a solid beefy line. Um, they just mm. grind the clock out and they find a way to get down there and get points. Uh, and then good luck moving the ball on them because their defense is really good. So they're not a very fun team to watch, but they're good. Well, Illinois, on the other hand, is is solid. Um, so I don't I don't know. Maybe maybe they do keep the seventeen point spread. Um, I want to put a I want to put a score project prediction on it, and say that it's a twenty two point win uh, for Michigan. Yeah, and and what I what I really want to do because it's not only just a throwback number three team that we're looking at, but I I just want to put this game in black and white. I, I can can we please do that? ABC, ESPN, can you put this game in black and white? Because this is just gonna be yeah. this is gonna have a feel of like a nineteen ninety two football game or something, you know, a nineteen seventies football game where it's just gonna be on the ground the whole the whole game. Because you look at Illinois, they're the same way, uh, you know. So I just I, I look at the, the the two run games. It is going to be a really fun game to watch because it's just going to be a lot of ground and pound, uh, and and that's just something we don't see a whole lot of from two sides of the ball, really. So it's, it's that'll be pretty fun, guys. Brown versus Corum. Yeah. All right, we're in for a treat at eleven a.m. All right, <laughs> we get to watch two of the best in college football tote the rock, man. Um, you know, Illinois goes into goes into the big house. I don't think they pull off any type of upset today. I just – and Illinois, if they could ever get a passing attack I, – look, I know Brett Bielema, that's, that's the style that he likes. That's the way he wanted to do things at Wisconsin. He come down here to the SEC. It got him ran out of town. Man, adapt a little bit, okay? Adapt to times. Uh, you look a lot like Iowa right now, you know. Um, just just adapt and and uh, start start throwing the football because that's how you're going to beat Michigan. You're not going to line up today and and run the ball down their throat. I do not believe that one one bit. Um, and as far as far as Michigan, man, I need to see JJ McCarthy throw the ball better. Right? I I need you if you if you want to win next week, you you got to be right in the passing game. And his, what was it? His performance was it last week where he he was against Nebraska. Yeah, he couldn't Nebraska. throw deep balls yeah. in his life. Yeah, he couldn't. He yeah. couldn't throw it, any balls really. And and that's what I was telling. Yeah. I was telling our dad. I just you know like ultimately as from from Nebraska standpoint to only lose that game. What was it? Thirty four to three. 
Yeah. Yeah. So oh, I mean, wow. for, for only 34 points from Michigan against a Nebraska defense who's really been struggling. And yeah. I, I thought that was kind of a win for their defense because the only thing that really hurt them was just Blake Corum, you know, and and yep. whatever their other running back's name is too. Uh, they've got another backup that I can't think of his name off the top of my head. But to make it even worse is that uh, Nebraska was on their third string quarterback. Yeah. And their offensive coordinator was uh, banged up. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just, I mean, they, they should have never had Chuba Purdy in there anyways. I wanted to talk about that game uh, that week, too, and I, I think that was one of the weeks that we just couldn't get on here. Uh, schedule's all crazy and everything, but yeah, I mean, it's just looking at Michigan, they haven't been impressive the last couple weeks, uh, you know, especially with J.J. McCarthy. And so, you know, I think that's, that you're, you're right, that is what's lacking, and today is the day that he needs to really step up and have that big, big game of passing. Just Just pass for 200 yards. You know, pass for a, a buck eighty and, and a buck eighty and, and good completion percentage. If we can see that from you, I think that's enough to at least spread out that Ohio State defense next week. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with you, man. It's 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 been kind of disastrous for him the last couple of weeks. No doubt, no doubt. So you know, I, I think are, are we all on the same page? Illinois is going to win this game, then. Definitely. <laughs> nah. So yeah, I I think. It's, it seems it seems like a really easy game for Michigan, but again, I think we can all agree where this could be a trap game for them too if they're not careful. They could. Uh, and and just because Illinois' defense is still one of the toughest defenses in the land right now, uh, and 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 it's it's shown, you know, it's it's not just against any kind of cupcake schedule that they've that they've been good. They've been good all season, uh, and so it's it's been really impressive to see Illinois come up this 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 big, uh, and so. You know, hats, hats off to Bilama and what he's done there at Illinois to bring them back within two years. This is the second year there, so hats off to him mm. because this is this is going to be a fun game and it's it's fun to see Illinois on the big level where it's looking like you know they could be the ones to to go into the big Big Ten West. But I guess the the way that it's working out right now, it's it's more. Uh, was it per, did per, yeah Purdue beat them? So right now it looks like Purdue's going to win the Big Ten West right now, isn't it? So. Yeah. So I mean, it's, the Big Ten West yeah. sucks. They do. This year is this year is the worst too because I think they've had good enough teams in the Big Ten West where they've been beating each other up, kind of like Illinois and Purdue did, you know. There and and you know, there's there's been just like just good enough to where they beat each other up to where now the Big Ten West just looks just horrible. They're bad. Uh, and so you know, and so it's just it's it has been one of those years, uh, and that's something I want us to do too. Uh, it's it's something I have planned for us. Uh, I didn't send it in our group chat yet, but. I, w- I want us to go down through and kind of compare uh, compare conferences. So we'll take like the you know we we take uh, com- comparable programs and, and face them against each other and, and make a little bracket in the conferences. So we'll have to sit down and plan that out and and get that going. But uh, if we if we were to take it this year though, I feel like the Big Ten's just not up there because of the Big Ten West. Um, because really the Big Ten just has Ohio State and Michigan this year, and that's it's kind of pathetic. Uh, you know, Penn State's been decent, but they've been kind of underperforming in these big time games. And so it's uh, been a little disappointing, but uh, let's go ahead and jump on. We got number four TCU, the, the team that all four of us are, are rooting for. And I should have pulled up the picture you sent, sent me, Britain, because uh, I, I really oh, like those, those icy whites. Anytime any team yes. does the icy whites, they're they're sweet. But TCU's color scheme, I know Britain and I are a little biased because this was our high school football uh, colors. I actually have the TCU helmet up behind me. I didn't even realize that was sticking back there. So, but... <laughs> You know, with with TCU, I hate TCU. Okay, I I, I do. I I hate them because they're always that team every year that comes in there and just 
punches Oklahoma in the gut enough to rough them up. It's not even it's not even like they're they're going to beat us every year because we have a winning record over them, but they they just punch you in the gut. Like this year, not only did, did they smoke Oklahoma, but they hurt our quarterback in the process. And then we go into Texas and just get killed by Texas because we don't know we don't know how to throw the ball all of a sudden with a backup quarterback. So, you know, it's just look, looking at, at what TCU's done. I, I, I want everybody to know that because it's not like I'm trying to play favoritism with the Big 12. I, I do hate TCU on a year-to-year basis. Um, but this year, I just really like what TCU has put together. Ever since the Oklahoma game, they've caught more eyes, but they've definitely caught my eye a lot more, of course, for, for me, you know, receiving that pain. Um, but but looking at TCU, they've they've been a very tough team. They they have been very gritty. And and one thing that we've had a a uh, discussion about, of course, they've been starting off slow, not being able to uh, or, or and and being able to come through, not being able to start off with a with a faster pace. Uh, but they have been a, a tougher second half team. What what did we see against uh, with them against Texas last week? And another another criticism: their defense not being able to stand up and make yeah. those big time stops. What did their their defense do last week against Texas? They played four quarters. The offense couldn't get rolling, but Texas's defense had their number. And and guess who guess who was on the other side calling that defense? Gary Patterson. That was just a huge okay. game. And not only that, but you're you're there and you're playing at, in Texas's stadium. It's not easy to do. That's that's a tough stadium to play in. Uh, and and I'm th- I'm always thankful that Oklahoma plays on a neutral site against Texas because I feel like Texas would probably have a few more wins here and there if it was played in Texas. But you know, just looking at the way TCU played last week, I don't know how you can look at this TCU team and say that that wasn't an impressive win. Not just not looking at who they played against. Not only that, but I don't think you can say that going into Texas that's an easy game just because they had three losses on the season. I don't care about how many losses they have on the season. Texas was a good team this year. They came very close, one point against an Alabama team who who isn't a joke still. They're still a Nick Saban-led Alabama team with a, a veteran quarterback, even though he's only a sophomore. He, he plays like a veteran quarterback. Uh, you know, so they they had you know Bryce Young playing out of his mind in that game, but he still couldn't get anything done. Uh, and you know, just looking at how how they played there against Alabama, they had a hiccup game against Texas Tech. We get that, but you know, looking at how Texas has played this year, they're still a very good Texas team. And the way that TCU won, it's not necessarily that they beat Texas, but just the way that they won. Like I said, they were able to play. The defense played all four quarters. The offense struggled, but it was against a very tough Texas defense. So just the way that they they won against Texas, I think that says a lot about this team. It shows the improvement that they've had. And I think that was enough to finally push them to that point where I say TCU is good enough to stand their ground in that college football playoff. I don't know if they they win in the college football playoff. I don't know. There's very few matchups I can see going their way in that college football playoff. But if they play like they did against Texas – they can stand their ground and deserve to be in that college football playoff over any other one-loss team. I don't care who you bring up into the into the conversation. They deserve to be in that spot. Uh, Britton, I know you like TCU. What are you feeling with this game? I do. Um, I do like TCU quite a bit, actually. Um, this is a very crazy week for me, um, just because I, I feel like, like, like I mentioned it earlier, there's some of the trap games that, that are happening this week. This just feels like one of those games. Absolutely. I don't know why, but I have a feeling that Baylor pulls off the upset. I don't know. I'm not saying that it blow them out or anything, but 
but I feel that Baylor pulls the upset here, and then the Big Twelve is no longer in the, in the playoffs. Just like that, yeah. I don't. Yeah, I uh, hope that doesn't happen. If Baylor does, I really win. want to see TCU. Yeah, if, if Baylor does win, I don't see a one loss uh, Big Twelve team getting in necessarily. I mean, it's it's no, possible. I do not. Just because there's yeah. enough there's enough chaos in the top right now, but I do think like if you were to have a one loss Big Twelve team, uh, the, you know, we have a one loss ACC team, and even if you, uh, you know, especially if if you if you take in this next game into into consideration, I don't want to talk too much about it. Uh, you know, or another game we're going to talk about anyways. The USC, if USC were to lose and have a two loss, I, I probably see three three SEC teams getting in. Honestly, uh, you know, either either that or two SEC and two Big Ten. Uh, so I mean, it's just it's one of those years that it's been so chaotic, and I feel like every year feels that way. But yeah, I agree with you. I don't think a, I don't think a one loss TCU team gets in. Well, and that's the scary thing is because like you just mentioned, two Big Ten teams. What happens when Ohio State wins today and Michigan wins today and one of those teams wins by three points next week? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Both teams get in. If they're one loss, they're one loss team or they're one loss against a team that's going to be in the playoffs for sure now. I mean, yeah, I don't I don't know. I well, can definitely see a situation where they still both get in there. As long as, you know, Ohio State doesn't come out and, and thump Michigan, yeah. uh, which I We'll talk about that next week, I suppose. But I've got uh, some opinions on that game. Yeah. And, uh, but and you know, honestly, if you think about those top three spots right now, those top three spots are all number one. As of right now, nobody's won yeah. between Ohio State and Michigan. So it's all speculation. Yeah. So those top three spots are number one. So for Tennessee, they have that that on their their, uh, you know, resume that their only loss is to number that number one team in the nation uh, for Ohio State or Michigan. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. They basically lost to the number one team in the nation. Basically, you know, like how do you yeah. really say that they're not number one? Because it's really just based on opinion right now. Uh, you know, at, at worst, they lost to the number two team in the nation. Uh, so regardless how you look at it, I, I agree with you. I think that if it's a close game, I, I think it's hard not to put them in. Burden. Yeah, I've got I've got my, my gut says that Baylor's going to pull off an upset this week. I don't know why, yeah. um, but I'm going to go with my not. I'm not going to go with my gut. I'm going to go with my heart. My heart says TCU pulls it off uh, and stays undefeated. Um, I, I don't know. This just I just don't feel super comfortable in this game yeah. uh, if I'm a TCU fan. Um, and honestly, I, I don't know why. I've been cheering for TCU, cheering on TCU this year. Yeah. Um, I think the first game I watched was probably against Oklahoma, and there's something fun, fun about them. You know, I hate, hate that for you, but you know, I think it's they fun have to four watch. Or five, 
four or five touchdowns that were over over 60 yards yeah i mean that's yeah, that's just like, how wow. that's just how powerful their offense can be they haven't been moving on all cylinders the last few weeks but i kind of had that feeling last week start fast yeah absolutely come on start fast yeah and, uh every week like last week again they, they started slow on the offense uh against texas and finally found a way in, in the second half uh eventually it's going to catch up to you if, if baylor comes out and starts quick then you're playing catch up so yeah, I uh, better and, start quick today, but we'll, we'll pick TCU. Um, but I don't feel very good about it. Yeah, and and Blake, you and I talked about it. Where and of course we we've talked a lot. Uh, I think all all three of us have talked about how this TCU team starts slow, and it's not just going to catch up to them against maybe a Baylor team. Who I saw this Baylor team in 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 person, and you know it was it was one of those games that because it was a five and three team going against a five and three team, I thought Oklahoma could have this game pretty easily. And the way that Oklahoma started off this game and a, a lot of the points that we were giving up were just kind of garbage plays, you know, and so it wasn't it wasn't like Oklahoma was playing bad. It was just that this this Baylor offense really stood out where last year it seemed more like their defense. That's why they won the Big 12. Um, this Baylor team is better than I think a lot of people will, will give them credit for. Um, but, you know, we've, we've talked about this this TCU team. Not only can they not start off slow against maybe a Baylor but if they get into that college football playoff, they can't start slow against any of those top four teams, Blake. You're exactly right. We've been saying this. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, one thing I do want to say about TCU is last week they showed you that if they finish this season undefeated, why not TCU? Yeah. Why not? You, you, you've, and when I say this, you, I mean the national media, you have bashed TCU about not playing defense. Their defense gives up 34 or whatever to Kansas, and and their defense gives up uh, a lot of points to Kansas State, who was without Adrian Martinez and, and all of this. You know, I'm tired of hearing it, right, because everybody picked against them last week. Everybody said horns up, you know. There's no way TCU can go into Austin and they can – there's no way they can beat Steve Sarkeesian and, and Quinn Ewers and uh, their defense just isn't going to uh, make the stand and Texas is more physical in the trenches. Why not, TCU? Why not? Uh, you know, I, I, great teams find different ways to win football games, all right? And last week, the first time that they've needed their defense to win them a football game, it did. Yeah. So – why not TCU? I, I'm tired of hearing the national media bash TCU for nothing. You have no argument. You have no no gripe of TCU. The only reason you're bashing TCU is because they're not a national brand. Okay, Absolutely. that's it. That that's the only reason you're bashing them. That's the only reason people get on ESPN and say, "Oh, t TCU shouldn't make the playoffs." Yeah, you don't want TCU making the playoffs. Because they're not an Alabama, they're not an Ohio State, they're not a Michigan, they're not a USC. All right, because that's the team that they're really wanting to win today is USC because they're wanting to find a way to put USC into the college football playoff so you can have that USC, Ohio State, Michigan, Georgia college football playoff. All right, and those are all four big time brands. You know what's kind of cool and, and a very a, a very similar comparison between TCU and USC this year is that they they both have a first first year head coach, uh, and yeah. Lincoln Riley did it with a little bit 
a little bit more help with the transfer portal. He he did a good job. That's that's all still up to him. That's still that's still an amazing job by him. But he mm. had a little bit more help with that transfer portal, whereas Sonny Dykes had the transfer portal really hurt him. His defense is not the same. Mm. O'Shawn Mathis, for example, a huge huge part of uh, TCU's defense last year. Uh, he goes over to, to yeah. Nebraska, uh, you know, and so there's there's a lot of pieces from TCU's defense that left them through the transfer portal and really all of their, their key defenders. Um, whereas, uh, you know, over at USC, it seems like they just got everybody in the nation to team up and create a super team over there and they still can't pull it together. Uh, you know, so, I mean, it's just seeing, seeing the way that, that Sonny Dykes has done it. And I agree with you. I think if, if that defense can show up and, and do what they did last week and just keep that same Absolutely. defense, that's that's really and and it almost feels like Sonny Dykes was like, hey, let's just hold hold up, guys. All right, now let's kick on the gas. Let's go, and you know, like let's keep on let's keep on having that chip on our shoulder. That they're not going to respect us. Hold back, hold back. All right, now go. You know, and it it almost feels like he's been playing this whole season that way to come down to this last week here and be like, all right, now and, you know these last two weeks really and be like, all right, now watch this, and just light it up. Uh, and and that's really what it felt like the last couple of weeks. And so I mean, it's just. It's been really fun to see this, and it'd be a huge story to see Sonny Dykes make it in there. And and I agree with you. The media needs to stop hating against them because they are a very good team. And it just seems kind of odd to me because it almost seems as if, uh, you know, you guys are talking about the media, and I agree with you. Uh, the media just doesn't want there to be a the Cinderella story for, you know, for TCU for some reason. And I don't get it because, like, you go to college basketball, and that's all you hear about is a Cinderella story. Everybody's cheering them on. Um, well, everybody wants them to, to, to find a way to win. But college football is ruthless, man. It's ruthless. Yeah. Uh, mm. it, it's just odd. Odd that they, I don't know, why wouldn't you? When's the last time TCU's, you know, won? Yeah, and, uh, and I, I is, think. Are, do you really want to see another Alabama or another, another Georgia win, another Clemson win, another, come on, guys, let's let's get somebody new in there and cheer for them. I think it is. I, I always like an underdog. Yeah, I, I think it is pathetic that we we think of, uh, you know, well, I guess the NCAA thinks of all these things, or even ESPN and all them. They think of all this college football and the rankings and who gets in there. They think of it all in the terms of money. But honestly, wouldn't you think that could also, honestly possibly kind of change how that money rolls in by having that Cinderella story? Uh, and I, I think that's a possibility. And I, I don't think it's going to may, maybe make up as much. Um, you know, as maybe if we get those big name programs in there, but, but still, I, th I feel like that's something that to, to take into account that a lot of people want to see that Cinderella story. A lot of people want to follow that Cinderella story. Uh, and so, you know, I, th I think just to, to see the same teams in there, I think that's, that's possibly bad for the ratings it, it, just as much as, as letting that Cinderella, uh, come in. I think that Cinderella is going to be maybe better for the TV ratings at least. Um, you know, maybe not money overall, but the TV ratings are definitely going to go up with a TCU making it in there. Um, but the the team that basically locked in their their spot, you know, the only way I see them not getting into the playoffs is, is if they were to lose this week and then lose again in the SEC championship game. I just don't I don't see that happening. Yeah. Uh, you know, and worst case scenario, the only way I see Georgia losing is one loss this season. Uh, you know, that's the worst case scenario if something were to happen. Um, but Britton and I talked about it. You can go back and listen to preseason uh, kind of predictions we were talking about the sec i was higher on kentucky uh than than what they showed this year and and overall i think they've they've played pretty much how i expected them to as the season you know when you look at their record overall 
Um, you know, they're they're not too much worse than what I expected from them, but just the the way that they've played and uh, you know, we called them we called them out. I know Britton, you you mentioned them losing Wandale Moore is going to hurt them and Wanda look how Robinson. much or yeah, yeah, uh, Wandale Robinson. Uh, I'm thinking Rondale Moore. Um, but uh, you know, <laughs> so uh, you know, Wandale Robinson did hurt them losing him. It destroyed their offense, uh, you know, and I knew it was going to slow the offense down. But I honestly thought, you know, Will Love is coming back as a, you know, veteran quarterback now. He's he's a he's a tough guy. He may not be the the best quarterback in the land, but he's a tough guy. So I got some faith in him. I got got faith in Mark Stoops to be able to pull that defense together. The defense has looked very shaky this year. They've they've given up some really garbage uh, yards and points, and just overall, they just haven't looked good. Uh, and so looking at, at how overall this Kentucky team looks, they don't look as good as what I was hoping for them to look. Uh, but even even with all that said, I, I think everyone can still agree that them coming to Kentucky after all of this, this high rolling and see, we're still at number one, we're the best team in the nation, we are the top dogs, it's still a trap game for them. And we've, we've seen Georgia struggle against the Missouri. Uh, we've seen them struggle against Kent State at home. Uh, you know, and so so seeing seeing this Georgia team and, and the way that they have had their little struggles throughout the season, it is something that that they need to be focused on. They need to see this team ahead of them and realize that they're not just going uh, to go play Kentucky, but they're going to Kentucky to play this game. And so, you know, with with all of this going on with them beating a Tennessee team that that's very, very highly regarded, uh, you know, and so with them beating them and jumping up to that number one spot and and rolling through last week, uh, you know, and and seeing how they've they've come to this point, it is one of those games that this is the definition of a trap game going to a, an opponent that's still a tough opponent, um, but you you have to keep your head on your shoulders, you have to pay attention to to the opponent that's in front of you, uh, and not try to think too much ahead. You know, don't be thinking about. LSU in that championship game. Don't be thinking about the playoffs. Be thinking about today against Kentucky yep. because it is one of those teams that you have to be careful against. You can't be going in there. I do think Kentucky could possibly cover the spread. I don't think they're going to win today. I don't think there's much of a chance at all. Uh, I, I think Georgia maybe wins by, you know, maybe like an 18 points or something like that. But I don't know if they they win by that 22 and a half that I, uh, I, I saw last time I looked this up anyways. I can look up and see if it's changed at all. But uh, I, I just don't I don't see Kentucky being able to win this the way that they've been playing this year. Um, but with the way that Georgia's played this year in some of these little games, I think they could slip up and make those little mistakes and not even really mistakes. I think a lot of their their slow games have just been just they're not putting the the pedal down. Uh, they're they're just keeping the clock rolling. And I think Kirby Smart knows that he has a, all those games in control. Um, but you know they they definitely do have to be careful. Um, but Britain, are you are you ready to win your your little wager on this one. Yeah, I am. I will. Uh, I'll see you next week uh, in Kansas City for for Thanksgiving. You can just bring it then. Um, I'll text you the the drink of my choice <laughs> uh, at some point. No, I I don't know. I I'm still standing where I stood before. Um, I I I was not as high on Kentucky. Um, I think if you go back and watch that video, I wasn't as high on Kentucky like you said, Wandell Robinson. I thought losing him. I thought with him on their offense last year, they probably won two or three games that they probably wouldn't have. Um, sometimes you just have a player like that that is a complete and total game changer. Uh, losing him, they didn't seem to replace any any him with anybody from the transfer portal or or anybody that I I knew much about. You know, 
as far as maybe the freshman class. So I wasn't super high on them. Not that I thought Kentucky would be bad by any means. Um, but I think even more more of that would be how good I figured Georgia would be like they always are. Um, I don't see Georgia having any issues today. Um, so, yeah, make uh, make sure the beer is cold. <laughs> Maybe I'll have, to, I'll have to stuff it in that Kanga cooler and make sure it's That's right. ice cold. But uh, what do you got going here, Blake? You see the upset? You see him covering? What do you think? I want you to call Josh the upset, Britt. Blake. Do it. Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> would I would I love to see Georgia go down? Absolutely. Yeah. All right. I, I would I would love to see Georgia go down. All right. But it ain't happening today. Give me the dogs and the spread. I think it's going to be a bloodbath. Uh, Kentucky just lost to Vanderbilt. All right. Yeah. Just lost to Vanderbilt. Um Will Levis on Mel Kuyper's big board as the top quarterback in the NFL draft. That's garbage. I'm not a fan of that. Um, this Kentucky team that, like you said, that they, they just they run the football. They have uh, they really don't. They struggle for playmakers on the outside, and I just don't see a recipe for them to beat Georgia today. I think this Georgia team is getting back fully healthy. I think. Um, you got McConkey out there. You got Bowers. You got Washington. You know, we know, man, they have three running backs that they could rotate in. Georgia, man, it's tough for me to say this, but I think they're the new Alabama, okay? And I know that the, the championships aren't just there yet, but they're coming, and I think they are the new Alabama in the way they dominate college football. And I just I don't see them slipping up today, not not today. Um, yeah, I think Kirby has built a monster there, a monster, and they're just a they're they're dominant powerhouse. Like like Stetson Bennett, man, like he he was a walk on, like he transferred to a junior college in Mississippi and then come back and took J T Daniels' job and. Everybody's like, oh, well, he doesn't deserve to be the starting quarterback. Like, this isn't the guy. He wins you a national championship last year, and everybody says, well, our defense won it. All right, well, where are the, where are the haters at on Stetson this year? Because I think Stetson Bennett deserves to be in the Heisman conversation. All right? Yeah. I know he doesn't put up – I know he doesn't put up 400, 500 yards a game. But Stetson Bennett – is a gamer. They call him the mailman for a reason because he always delivers. Right? He he is that dude, man. And he, he's he's leading this Georgia team. When a lot of people, you know, how many people in the national media said, "Well, Georgia, they're they're just not going to be as good this year. They're losing way too many people to the draft, and uh, that their defense just isn't going to be able to carry them like they did last year." Well, look at Stetson Bennett. Right. Did you watch him play against Tennessee? Because he looked lights out. Deep ball was on point. Uh, everything he did uh, against Mississippi State the other night was – I mean, he shook a dude pure out of his shoes the other night at the yeah. goal line in Starkville. Said, hey, you, sit down. All right? I mean, Stetson's got it all, man. So, I, I just th – there's no way I think this it, – it might be close for a little bit just because I know there's a little hatred there. I know Kentucky and Georgia's got – they got a little hate going on, and uh, but 
as far as Kentucky, just th- their offense just isn't explosive enough. I know they got Chris Rodriguez running the rock and everything, and that's really what they rely on. But that's not how you beat Georgia, fellas. Yeah. You got to be able to throw the football, and it's just not in it's not in the deck of cards today. So I like Georgia. I like giving the points to Kentucky. I think Georgia, man. I think Georgia beats them like like. I don't know, man. I'm I'm gonna say like thirty-eight to ten. Yeah. I. Yeah, I don't disagree. I think it's gonna be bad. Totally. Yeah, I, th- I think uh, I think Georgia's got a hold of them pretty pretty well, but it's it's just one of those those games. I I could see it going either way. I could see it being another Missouri kind of game where you know they squeeze it out mm-hmm. in the last last quarter, uh, or I mean, probably the more likely. I feel like what you, what you said there. I think it could be a bloodbath, uh, and so you know just kind of looking looking at how. Georgia's playing, but I also think Georgia is probably going to be smart. The way that uh, that pun not intended, uh, the way that Kirby Smart wants to wants to coach, uh, and, you know, coming into this SEC game, I think you do have that in your mind as a head coach. Uh, realize that you're yeah. coming into your last couple of weeks. Uh, uh, what's their game next week? Is it Georgia Tech next week? Yeah. Uh, so you Georgia know you've, Tech, you've got Rambling Rick. You've got Kentucky. Let's take it easy on uh, you know take it easy on ourselves and just beat Kentucky. We don't have to go in there and, and beat them by 50. We just have to beat them by 10. You know, we just have to beat them really by one. Uh, so ultimately, let's just go in there, handle this game. Let's not get anybody hurt. Let's stay healthy. And let's get out of here and go down and, and just whoop up on Georgia Tech and get into the SEC championship game and focus on on playing hard then. Uh, so ultimately, I, that's the reason why I think it could be a close game is just because Kirby Smart's going to just take it easy. Don't don't hurt your guys, uh, you know, and, and – Take it easy in the sense that it's you're going against a, a lesser opponent, uh, so just mm. don't you know play them play them that way. But also also recognize that if you play too easy, uh, you're you're going to find yourself in trouble. Uh, so just keep your guys healthy because uh, you, you you got a couple big games coming up ahead of you, and you got to at least have that in your mind and, and understand that. Yeah that 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 matchup in Atlanta with LSU. That's going to be a fun one. All right, yeah. I know a lot of people are already counting LSU out in that one. Don't. That is going to be one heck of a matchup in Atlanta. The SEC championship game will be a damn good football game. So uh, Georgia, they they still have a they still have a test in front of them. All right, they they got LSU in Atlanta. So I, I could they be out looking? against Alabama? So I mean, I I can't I can't, I can't really do that. Yeah, I counted them out against Alabama. I can't do it again. So and that Death Valley I think LSU you. beats Georgia. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Yeah, yeah. We'll, wow. we'll, we'll have to we'll I have do. to definitely yeah, we'll, jump in on that one. Uh, yeah, it, yeah. it is yeah, going to well, be a fun so game. We'll do some talking. I've got yeah, I've got some opinions on that game. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's it's going to be it's going to be fun to see how that one uh, kind of lays itself out, especially a home game for Georgia, basically. So uh, we'll we'll see how yeah. how it all rolls out for them. I I do think Georgia wins that game, but uh, it is one of those games you definitely can't count LSU out, uh, especially like I said, the way that they played against Alabama, they they handled the game. Uh, no, they didn't go and play lights out, but they handled it. Uh, and, and honestly, I feel like LSU 
possibly handled that game against Alabama a little better than Tennessee handled it against Alabama. Uh, you know, because LSU kept Alabama up in front of them the whole time, whereas uh, you know Tennessee kind of put them in their rearview mirror for a little while and didn't realize that they got enough they got enough nitrous to catch up and pass you. Uh, you know, and so mm-hmm. it's just it's one of those things that you, you gotta you gotta be careful against those big teams. And I think LSU. The way that Brian Kelly coached and that, I think that kind of shows that Brian Kelly is a pretty good coach, and I think he's doing special things there. But let's go ahead and jump into this uh, this wonderful-looking game here. It's going to be probably a lot of points, I feel like. Uh, let me let me look this up real quick because i got to see what the over-under is. But I feel like that's it's going to – future Big Ten. <laughs> yeah, that's a future Big Ten, <laughs> future Big Ten, uh, currently Pac-10 uh, game right now, basically. Um, so, you know, we, we've got USC and, and – to understand this game, if UCLA doesn't lose last week to Arizona and Oregon doesn't lose to Washington, then we have three Pac-12 teams looking at fighting for the Pac-12 championship game and fighting mm-hmm. for uh, a, a spot in the playoffs. Right now, the only team that we see that has any sort of shot now after, after one week of the, those two losing is USC possibly getting in. You know, and, and mm-hmm. I think they have a shot if they can win out. But as of right now, if you were to take it today, I don't I don't put USC up there as of today because they don't have an impressive win. I think a win against UCLA is an impressive win. And then going forward, winning against Notre Dame will be another impressive win by how Notre Dame has played. But, you know, let's let's say USC wins today and then they, they lose to Notre Dame. We've, we've got a really ugly situation for the Pac-12 because they, they just beat each other out of the, the playoffs, and that's kind of what happens every year, it feels like. Uh, and so seeing this game, re- realizing that UCLA wants to win this game because they want to be able to jump up and 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 have that win over USC, it's kind of a, a letdown that they, they lost last week against Arizona. That was a game that, again, a trap game. Uh, they they uh, The week before a, rival, a rivalry game and... They fall, uh, you know, so you, you, you look at how UCLA lost last week and the fact that they, they didn't want that to be on their record, uh, you know, and, and even losing their their first game against Oregon. It, it sucked for them. They didn't want to have that. So now UCLA sitting there with, with two losses, they don't want more than that. So you best believe that UCLA is going to come out and fight with all that they have to win this game. But USC has to recognize if they lose this game, they're out. You know they're they're out of of all of the the big the big playoff contention anyways, uh, and so it's 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 a big game for both of these teams uh, to to see how all of this is laying out and and what sucks for USC is if they uh, in, in the Pac-12 as as a whole is this is this is the last time that you have a chance to to get one of these two teams up in there, and they could they could possibly beat your entire conference out of the college football playoff. You know, this is the, this is your last year with this this little rivalry in your own conference, and this rivalry could come back to bite your entire conference. You know, and, and so it's just it's it's a it's a sad thing for the Pac-12, but I I think it's kind of on their their own uh, leadership there. I think they didn't fight hard enough for their own teams, uh, and mm-hmm. it's you know from from the sounds of it, it might even be a little bit of uh, the citizens rooting for the the wrong governor out there in that state too. So maybe Newsom wasn't the best best choice for these two teams. Um, but you know, just just looking at it and, and uh, seeing seeing these two teams, uh, we've 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 talked about it. Uh, USC just has stupid good talent, uh, and ultimately USC, honestly, if you were to take Caleb Williams out of the the equation, I don't think they have just one loss on the season. I think they have quite a few more than that. 
um, just oh, because yeah. he's he's if if you watch the way that their offense plays, it has been him scrambling around in the, in the backfield for 24 minutes and trying to find a receiver open uh either that or just finally realizing i got to take off and do it myself and he he is a he is probably one of the uh, very very similar to the way johnny manziel was he is one of the most athletic people on the field at all times and it's it's incre- incredible to see him uh because he's he's shifty he's fast but he also has a very good arm and very good vision. He's very good at keeping his eyes downfield and looking around. Uh, and and it's it's one of those things. As an Oklahoma fan watching him last year, it's frustrating watching him play football because he is sitting back there in the backfield for too long with guys up in his face for too long, and you're just thinking, just take off running. But then all of a sudden, he hooks up with Mario Williams deep in the uh, deep down there, or or Addison deep down the field. Uh, you know, and, and so just seeing the way that he keeps his eyes downfield, I think Caleb Williams pulls this out and is able to win this game, but it is going to be a d- down to the last possession, I think. Uh, and so I think if if I had to put it put money down, I'm putting it down on USC, but this is definitely one of those games I'm not putting money on because I don't trust it either way. Um, but with on the other side of the ball, you, you have to have Charbonnet, you have to have him running the ball like crazy, uh, and you also have to have DTR playing lights out. Uh, you can't have this DTR that likes to turn the ball over because we've seen that in a couple of games this this year, uh, where he started yeah. off and he was just he he was unstoppable. He was definitely a Heisman Heisman front runner for a little while, um, but but recently he's just he hasn't been uh, the same since. And and last week, looking at how he played last week, it, it, you know, not it doesn't fall on him to for that loss, but you know, you you have to have both those team th- those players. I think you have to have them playing lights out today to be able to win against this star studded USC. Uh, yeah, team, they're, they're star-studded on the offense, but their defense is just fast. That's what Alex Grinch uh, preaches on. He's he's a, a, a speed D kind of guy, uh, and so so seeing these two teams, I think it could go either way, but I think I would I would lean towards USC winning this game. How about you, Britt? Yeah, you guys know how I like uh, every week to, to call my upset game. This is uh, this is the one for me. Um. This is not one I'm like super confident on by any means. Um, I think you see uh, uh, USC's got you know tons and tons of talent, but like you said, I, I feel like their offense is you know relies on on quarterback play a little too much. And I think if UCLA can find a way on defense to get in the backfield um, and put some pressure, get some sacks, um, I just I don't I don't know. I'm kind of confused on UCLA or USC's. Uh, that's too many U's for me. Uh, USC's, you know, their wide receiver cores, you know, as talented as they are, they're not always, always apt to getting, you know, getting open right away. Um, so like you said, it did feel like Caleb Williams has spent a lot of time in the backfield scrambling around. Um, I just feel like USC is, is talented enough to probably compete with anybody in the country for sure. Uh, but I don't like calling this an upside game because UCLA is a solid program this year. Uh, UCLA's uh, got talent all of all around the board. Um, their hey. fans don't seem to. to well, care. Britt, Britt, guess what? So this game, it's at UCLA, and they call it. They call it. They call it a sellout. It's not really a sellout because they hold like ninety thousand, but they're they're they have seventy eight thousand plus. You know, you know, showing up today. So. Oh, they, the fans are now showing up, huh? Yeah, they're they're finally oh, showing so, up. So when it's fair weather fans when in it's, when it's in too California, late. is that how it works? Yeah, they're showing up when it's too late. 
Um, but you know, that, we all, so we all three, we all three kind of criticize, criticize them because we all three have programs that it doesn't matter. You know, o- Oklahoma's having a losing season. Guess what? They're still selling out, mm-hmm. truly selling out every game. Nebraska's had losing seasons for what the past seven years, six years, uh, 50 years. It feels <laughs> yeah. Like. Yeah. It feels like 50. So, I mean, they're, they're still selling out. Auburn's had a couple of uh, down years here with, uh, with your, your boy from Idaho coming down through and really mm-hmm. lighting things up. Uh, so, you know, mm. just these three programs that we root for, we can see that our fan bases are, are going to stand tall, even through the thick of it. And UCLA, I don't know what happened out there. I know they've had probably a longer drought than any of our teams have, but I mean, it's just, it's, it's been ugly. And when, when it's a new season, so wake up and, and not only that, but stand behind your new coach who's showing you promise last year, he had a good, good season. Then he starts off tough this year and you still just have an empty stadium. Uh, I mean, if UCLA loses this game, they should put out a tweet and say, "Thanks a lot for showing up, you us. We were doing just fine without you, fair weather fans." <laughs> yeah, it, we would have won this game if we had an empty stadium, but you guys were making too much noise. <laughs> yeah. What, what are you feeling about this game, Blake? To the people of California, to the state of California, um, COVID is over. You can go back outside now. Okay. Go to a college football game, all right? Enjoy yourself. It's in the Rose Bowl, all right? You can touch grass now, all right? I, I don't I don't get it. I don't understand it. Like, Auburn was a 3-16 and 16 last Saturday, and there was 90,000 people in Jordan-Hare Stadium to watch the Auburn Tigers. There was 35 recruits that showed up to Jordan Hare Stadium. All right. And I, I watch a Pac 12 game and I see places like Cal and Stanford and Arizona and UCLA and all this stuff. And, and I just see empty seats everywhere. Like, well, th- you, this you, is why I don't. You know what's even more ahead, sad? So, you know, you're bringing up, you know, like your you're three and three and six team. You know, being able to sell out. I bet there were more Nebraska yeah. fans last week. It was was it last week against Michigan. Uh, so yeah. there were probably more Nebraska yeah. fans at Michigan than there have been UCLA fans at UCLA games, yeah. or you know, some of these Absolutely. other programs you bring up. And that's that's that. I mean, I, I mean that. I really think that there probably was. And that's that's a yeah. three win Nebraska team that's been down for a really hard down uh, recently. And yeah, you're right. You know, it's it's pathetic to see that man. And. You know, I look at this game, and and I think UCLA. Look, I'm with Britain. I'm this is my upset pick of the week. Okay, I, I think UCLA wins this football game, and I, I think they they have everything to they have everything in the bag to win this football game with their running with their running attack with DTR and Charbonnet and USC. I'm just not sure. I'm not sold or, or so sure that they can stop this UCLA attack. And like you guys mentioned with, with Caleb Williams, you know, um, USC, they just seem like, yeah, they put together this, you know, this uh, high powered offense, but there is their defense is their defense ready for this? And and I just think the Pac-12 says goodbye to the college football playoff once again. I, I just I don't see them getting in. I think UCLA wins this football game. Lincoln Riley, um, I'm pointing to your defense, man. Prove me wrong. 
Prove me wrong. I, that's uh, if 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 DTR doesn't turn the football over, like you said, Josh, I I, I truly believe UCLA walks out and uh, and give me the two and a half, and I like them. So yeah, I mean I, that's that's the reason why I pick USC is because USC does have a a bad defense. They're they're not good. Yeah. It's it's the same defense that we saw at Oklahoma. And, and yeah. you know, so so don't don't get that that twisted in your mind. It's the same defense. It's literally the exact same defense, um, because it's the speed D that Alex Grinch puts together, and it can be effective in turnovers. And that's what people see at USC. USC, I think they're probably still leading the nation. Uh, don't quote me on that, but I, I know at one point they were leading the nation, uh, pretty pretty deep into the season, leading the nation in turnovers per game. So they're fast and they can get there and they can they can turn the ball over, but. I, you know that's that's why I think I see uh, something from from USC to be able to win this game because DTR if he does turn that ball over they're they're very good at he he preaches on keep the the ball runner up and strip the ball out uh, he also preaches to to attack the ball uh, in in various ways you know and so he's got fast guys that are able to do that uh, and so you know that's that's why he gets points scored on him so much too because sometimes they attack the ball too much uh, whereas you know mm-hmm. now you're opening up the field behind you. So, uh, you know, USC, uh, you know, I, I do see them getting more turnovers. That's why I think they win this game. It's still going to be a close one, so I don't disagree with your guys' upset alert. But also thinking about this game, if UCLA does win, I'm looking at, at the standings right now. If UCLA does win, that puts Oregon and Utah up there at the top of the, the, the Pac-12 now. So that's oh, wow. that, that, that puts these two teams completely out of contention. UCLA needs a little bit of uh, help to be able to get into it, even if they win this this uh this week but as of right now if usc loses oregon and utah are now at the top of that those standings Uh, and so you know it puts usc out of even their conference championship game unless some some other madness were to happen of course uh so i mean that's it's it's crazy to look at that and and guys one thing i wanted to add real quick is uh travis die got he got hurt last week i believe and and he's out for the season so you know, I, I, to me that that's big, and that's just another check mark for UCLA. There, I'm I, I'm I'm putting all the chips, um, I'm putting them all in on UCLA. I think Chip Kelly, I think this is the time. I, I think like this that. is the time to like uh, turn pun. the corner. So, <laughs> putting all the chips on Chip. <laughs> yep, putting them all in. Putting there's, them all in, man. There's a, there's a new uh, merch idea for you. There you go. <laughs> Putting there you chips go. on chip. We're on the chain gang. All kinds of things going on over here. No, I, yeah, I, I totally agree with your guys' upset alert. I just think with the way that, that this USC defense is able to get those turnovers, uh, you know, and if they're able to get a turnover, it's it's really hard to stop this USC offense. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and I don't think UCLA's defense is strong enough to do that. Um, you know, so for USC, UCLA, I think they're they're going to have to they're going to have to play all four quarters. We've talked about them in the past with that. They're going to have to play all four quarters. They like to start off fast and slow down at the end, kind of the, the reverse mm-hmm. of what we talk about with UCLA or with uh, TCU. So UCLA, they just need to keep a steady pace all four quarters to be able to win this game. I think if they do that, they do win. Um, but USC is pretty consistent on, on how they play. So that's that's why I think UCLA has to keep that consistency and keep up with USC rather than the other way around. Uh, if if that happens, I absolutely see UCLA winning. Um, but outside of that, I, I just see 
that defense getting a little too many turnovers. Uh, you know, maybe the offense for UCLA turned the ball over a little too much. So uh, we'll, we'll see how it all plays out. But I think uh, I think that's just the, the way that it's it seems to be rolling here for him. Love it, love it, Josh. But that's pretty much all the matchups we have for today. It's going to be a fun one, guys. It's going to be a, a, a fun fun day to look at everything that's going on. Uh, you know, with with all of these games and there's even more that that have playoff implications and we could see some really weird things happening uh, in these it, it, it's it's again i feel like every year we we feel this way so i mean it's probably just because we're on to this season and we forget about how crazy it was last season but we always come mm. down to these last couple weeks and especially with a lot of rivalry games coming in next week and seeing seeing what can really shake things up in conferences and uh, you know, overall, it seems like the conferences are pretty much set, but the playoff picture is pretty wide open. Uh, and it looks like we could even possibly have a two loss team make it into the playoffs this year. I don't think it'll happen, but it's possible just because of the, the crazy things that are happening. So we have to pay attention this week. Next week, we'll we'll try to hop on again. We'll 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 definitely have uh, have to talk about, uh, of course, the Ohio State Michigan game. But there's some other rivalry games to talk about. Uh, and we'll have David Cohn on to, to talk with us about uh, the Michigan game. So that's exciting. Uh, and I want to give a shout out back to him because he gave us a shout out on the show. Uh, my wife, I, I sent him something for for him uh, being you know, accepting the, to be a guest on the show. And, uh, you know, my wife was like, you know, she's a she's a Buckeye. She, she graduated from Ohio State. She works at Ohio State currently. Uh, and so she's a Buckeye and he's a he's a Michigan quarterback. So, you know, for a little bit of rivalry fun, she wanted to throw in some Buckeye candies. Uh, so they all, uh, he, he cracked them out and brought the Buckeye candies. He, I, I gave him a couple. I was like, here you go. You can share them with the guys on the show if you want. Uh, and so he he cracked them out and said, you know, he gave us a shout out. And so uh, I appreciate him for that. He that was, that was pretty cool of him to do. It was something that I was unexpected too. So uh, pretty pretty cool to see that from him. And uh, we're, we're excited to have yeah. him on, aren't we, boys? Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm for stoked sure. about it. I'm yeah, stoked. For those who don't know who David Cohen is, he's a, a co-host over there at uh, – uh, Crane and Company, uh, partnered with the Daily Wire, uh, and so he he's one of the co-hosts there. But he's also a former Michigan quarterback, so he's a Michigan guy. That's why we want to have him on, talk about the the big game there, and uh, seeing what the team up north can do down there in Ohio. Uh, and so we'll we'll see how that game wraps up, and that's going to have big implications, and and could really how it goes could really twist some things around in the playoffs. Uh, and we, we talked about that a little bit already and just overall just seeing how that's that's going to decide who's going to the Big Ten uh, championship game, too. And so for them, it, it's it's going to be a really fun week. Uh, and so right now we're just going to focus on week 12, seeing these matchups and a few others around. We're going to have a full day of college football to watch, guys. Um, but if you made it this far, we thank you so much for watching, for listening, for supporting us here at Rising to the Occasion. This is Rising to the Morning. Until next time. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. 
It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.